Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey there, Colin. What's happening? Well, we got homecoming this week. Is that right? Yeah, we got uh, Ole Miss coming to town, I think, for the first time since 2006. And uh, it's supposed to be a cold one. Yeah, well, that'll be good for Missouri, I guess. You know, Mississippians aren't used to cold weather, right? That's right. I think uh, if weather is a factor, and we'll always take any factors we can, it's in our favor. By the way, Colin, uh, people are complaining online that it sounded like you were in a uh, lead box in the bottom of Caleb's sex dungeon this week. Yeah, well, that was uh, that's all on production value, which is uh, squarely your department. My department. That's that's right. That's on me. That's well, right. Well, course. <laughs> it sounds good now, though, so that's important. Yeah. We're back on our regular schedule. We've got uh, Nathaniel Gabler, who is a beat writer for the Oxford Eagle for Ole Miss, and he's going to tell us what uh, the Rebels are bringing to town this weekend. Well, it's nice of him to talk to us something. I guess I guess he's not as big a wheel as they are down in Troy. <laughs> that's right. We got we got the high hat from Troy, but that's okay. We beat them forty-two to nothing, and they're a bunch of uh, cheap shot pieces of shit. Agreed. Ole Miss is bringing that uh, new fangled freshman quarterback who doesn't have any arm, but he's got uh, the legs of Usain Bolt, and that scares me because of what Wyoming did to us. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, Kale Garrett is uh, not going to be there. That's right, and he would well, be good at st- he'd be good at stopping that stuff. But the good news yeah. is that uh, <laughs> dare I say Barry Odom should be preparing for this kid. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, Cam Irving, I guess, is going to take a Kale Garrett spot, and if, if uh, what I'm curious to believe, he's really fast. Yeah. So that's got to help, surely, with a fast quarterback, maybe? Uh, you'd hope so. I mean, the thing about being a fast linebacker is you have to run fast in the right direction. Yeah, well, I know one of the, uh, one of the folks I heard said that, um, that, that Cam Irving is a, a starting caliber linebacker in the SEC. He just happened to be stuck behind Gail Garrett. Well, I hope that is I hope true. That's true. Yes, as do I. And he's going to get uh, tested by fire quickly when we got this kid for Ole Miss, who's who's a running gun type. So, anyway, we we will see. And uh, also, Colin Caleb has called in to make his picks. So, if you're planning on doing any gambling this weekend, we got your picks. I'm always planning on gambling. 
That's I right. gamble often. <laughs> Any vice, really. You like cocaine? Yeah, I'm all, yeah, I like cocaine. Hookers? I love hookers. Murdering hookers? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Okay. Well, fair enough. I'm, I'm going I'm to send out my uh, lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to uh, rebuff that one. <laughs> you should be in good hands, then. You should be in great hands. <laughs> yeah. Beagle. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, sign off on that note? Uh, listen to what uh, Nathaniel Gabler from the Oxford Eagle has to say about Mississippi, and hear Caleb's picks, and I'll check back in with you. All right. M-I-Z. You, you. And it's throwing. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. And he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is caught. And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the band of the This is the Mazzotcast. On the program now from the Oxford Eagle in Oxford, Mississippi, Nathaniel Gabler, who's a beat writer covering Ole Miss, here to talk to us about uh, what we can expect to see from the Rebs on Saturday. Thanks for joining us, Nathaniel. Yeah, thanks, Brennan, for having me. I've been watching a lot of uh, Ole Miss football because uh, my fiance is a big fan, obviously. Um, that means I'm going to be watching a lot of that football. And the story to me seems to be at quarterback right now for Ole Miss. They have got a great pair of legs in this, uh, what is he, a true freshman, Plumley? He's a true freshman from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, yep. And he didn't look like he had the best arm in the world, but... Boy, when he broke free, he can run. Yeah, I mean, he's, he was recruited as an athlete, obviously. He was kind of Rich Rod's hand-picked guy. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. His rushing numbers, the first handful of games, have been really impressive, especially considering, I mean, two SEC defenses that he's faced so far, one of them his first career start being on the road in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. The, the questions are obviously with his arm, what what can he do and can he develop a little bit more there? Yeah, the I think Tiger fans were looking pretty optimistically at this game the way old Miss's season had been going along. But a couple of factors, obviously uh, Plumley coming on and showing real talent with the run. And then our loss of Cale Garrett, not even arguably our best defender at middle linebacker yep. going down for the season. A combination of one-two punch that uh, sort of levels the playing field in our eyes. I don't know where you had this game looking or where Ole Miss fans thought that this game would lie, but the line's 11 and a half, 12, depending on where you look at it. And I have to think it would be bigger if uh, Cale Garrett were there and if Corral were the number one starter for sure. Honestly, I don't, I don't think there's much of a drop-off from the Ole Miss perspective if Corral was playing or if John Rice is playing. But, yeah, I mean, losing Cale Garrett hurts. Is Kelly Bryant 100%? I know the reports have been optimistic, but is, does he look like the same guy this week? He said that he's at 90% and the 90% being he's just used to or getting used to putting a leg brace on. What we've seen so far, obviously the coaching staff is keeping a little close to the vest. He looks to be healthy. He's out practicing. He's, you know, yucking it up with the guys on the practice field and uh, he appears like he'll be ready to go, but you have to think they're going to be awful careful with him when it comes to scrambling. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the Ole Miss defense has certainly had its weak spots this year, but the one consistent is they have actually been really good stopping the run. It's more of the pass game that's been a problem, so 
that'll be an interesting interesting matchup for sure, especially if Kelly's a little limited in how they want to use him in the run game. You know, I think a, a limited Kelly Bryant is still more mobile than we were used to with Drew Locke. And uh, <laughs> and they have really been trying to show off Kelly Bryant's arm, which Barry Odom said all season long has been a hidden asset for Kelly Bryant because everybody talks about his running ability. But he has shown the ability to throw deep, and he's sort of gotten a relationship with some of those receivers. And I have to, like you mentioned, Ole Miss is having a weak secondary this year. They were going to try to capitalize on that, especially with uh, Kelly Bryant's knee being a little tender. Yeah, I mean this team, the defense before before last week against Vanderbilt, there'd been three straight games where they allowed 300 yard passers. One of those games was southeastern Louisiana. One of them was a cow quarterback in Chase Garbers, who I don't know, just simply hasn't been playing very good this year. Comes in and throws for 350. Tua is Tua. I mean, you're not going to hold a 400 yard performance against them. Last week was a little better against uh, Vanderbilt and Riley Neal, but. It's a Vanderbilt team with one win, so I don't know how much you want to judge an improvement off of that, but the past, the past defense is very vulnerable. There's no doubt about that. Do you think that, uh, on, back on the offensive side, that Rich Rod is planning to have a two quarterback system for the rest of the season, or do you think that, uh, eventually you're going to see, uh, Plumley be the guy or, or Matt Corral retake the reins once he's 100% healthy? It's, it's honestly really hard to tell what they want to do moving forward. So Matt Corral got hurt late against Cal. He came out of the game for what they described post-game as bruised ribs, but he also was like struggling to breathe after the game. He didn't throw a football for a week. He's thrown a little bit now, but they said he was still kind of cautious with his rushing ability, which obviously is a huge staple of the Rich Rodriguez offense going into last week. They don't want to put him out there until he is 100%, especially with how well John Rice is playing as a true freshman. It's, it's hard to say whether or not they want John Rice to be the guy moving forward. Obviously, if he's going to he beat Vanderbilt, that's good. If he goes on the road and beats Mizzou, theoretically, it's hard to take him out of the game. But there is a big drop-off between his just ability as a passer and Corral's. What is the attitude amongst fans right now? I mean, this is the first season that uh, if if they were to have a winning record, they'd be bowl eligible again. It's sort of a reset button on the season. But Matt Luke, uh, you know, he's been there a couple of years now. He was sort of the guy to clean up Hugh Freeze's mess. Is there patience in Oxford, or are they kind of getting a little antsy to see a little bit more success, the defense getting a little stronger? What's the general vibe? It's been, I mean, all off season. No one really is excited about Matt Luke. They go week one and lose on the road at Memphis, a game where they scored 10 points an hour north of here. That kind of soured things even more. But then really people kind of got excited when John Rice comes in and nearly comes back and beats Cal. Scores 31 in his first start on the road at, in Tuscaloosa against, I don't know, Alabama's defense isn't the Alabama defense seven years ago, but it's still Alabama on the road. And then he beats Vanderbilt in his first home start. People are excited about John Rice, the kid from Mississippi. As like, I don't, I don't know, is he a better quarterback than Matt Corral? As a thrower, definitely not. As a rusher, definitely. What does that mean? But people are more excited about him. Really, since I've been here, this is the most excited people have been with just the 18-year-old kid from the state playing quarterback. Will it keep Matt Luke the job long-term if they don't say they win five games, don't make a bowl game? 
I don't know, but they are getting a lot of production from some really young guys in a, what was, I think, the 22nd rated recruiting class last year. So that's certainly the positive. Yeah, I think a lot of Missouri fans are nervous about a mobile quarterback because the big black mark on our season thus far is the loss to Wyoming, who had a mobile quarterback who we could not get contain on. And uh, the difference here, I think, is that uh, the Barry Odom staff is ready for Ole Miss and what their young quarterback brings. They've seen it against Alabama, against Vanderbilt, and, and some against Cal. And I, I don't think they were prepared for it against Wyoming, but we've shown vulnerability against mobile quarterbacks in the past. And so it, it, I think it'll be telling for us as well, but uh, it could show, you know, that after a few times out there, teams kind of get the book on the kid who can't throw, but can run like the wind and then doesn't yeah. fall off. Yeah. And it kind of happened a little bit. I mean, last week Ole Miss takes a 10 nothing lead and then it really went stale for much of the first quarter all through the second quarter until, I mean, busted two really long runs in the third quarter that kind of blew the game open against Bandy and what looked like a blowout at the end. But, I mean, that's kind of what the offense can do. You talk about the mobile quarterback. John Rice runs for, it was over 150 last week. But the two long runs came from two true freshmen running back, and it was all, everything they're doing is some variation of a read. And when you have a quarterback that can, pull the ball and he's so effective just getting seven yards a pop, four yards, 10 yards. Then every once in a while you get the 78 yard burst and the 50 yard touchdown run. It's, it's dangerous, but it, at some point they're going to have to prove that they can throw the football. Didn't have to against Bandy. It's hard to imagine that they can beat Missouri without him just being a competent passer. Yeah, I imagine that's true, but at the same time, he, he does seem like a quarterback that's well made for a rich rod offense, you know, that ability to uh, look at the read options and, and then give to those young running backs. I think they were consecutive drives, weren't they? They were like 80 plus yard runs. Yeah, it was back to back drives. I think it was 78 and 84, both by two different true freshman running backs. Yeah, yeah. well, that's got to be a point of optimism. So, yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, I think 2006 since uh, Ole Miss came to Columbia. It was 2013 when we went down there to Oxford. These are not two teams that see each other often. If Ole Miss can't pull off the win, how much solace do you think they'll take in that they'll be better dressed than Mizzou fans? <laughs> uh, isn't it supposed to be cold this weekend? Doesn't that, I assume that hurts the, the dressing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Night, night game probably gets into the 50s. People from down here are not used to that weather. That that'll be full parkas, honestly. <laughs> if they own parkas, that's that's what I've that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be miserable for Ole Miss fans who are not used to this weather. It, we had a real downturn in it. You know, it was ninety at one of our recent games, and now it's going to be in the low fifties, I think, uh, at the nighttime game. But uh, you know, I feel like uh, Ole Miss fans, even if they're not going to win the game, at least they can you know have a sense of superiority that they uh, they don't look like slobs. Or that they, they do like that. They cater like better. For sure. Are you going to be up for the uh, game this weekend? Yep. I'm driving up early Saturday morning, so I will be. Have you been to Columbia before? This is my first trip to Columbia now, so oh. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, there's a lot of good restaurants, so you can at least uh, get fat and happy and avoid the cold <laughs> Perfect. weather. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nathaniel Gabler from the Oxford Eagle, to talk about this uh, Ole Miss team that's sort of a middling in the West this year and could, I guess, kind of at a crossroads, you know, kind of figure out as 2019 goes along whether they're headed in the right direction or whether they're just kind of meandering along with Matt Luke. 
I mean, I, I wrote today just something six games in. What do they need to do to make a bowl game? And, man, that would be such a big step for this team, really. Just making one, just getting to six wins would be such a big improvement here. I, I mean, it's a real just sort of step past the Hugh Freeze era or debacle or whatever. So thank you very much for, for being on the show. Yep, thanks for having me. I will see you all this weekend. Walking alone, whistling a song, barefoot and fancy free. A big river boat passing us by. She's headed for New Orleans. There she goes, disappearing around the bend. Roll on, Mississippi. You make me feel like a child again. Cool river breeze, like peppermint leaves. The taste of it takes me back Chewing on a straw, torn over rocks Ain't pole and old straw hat Muddy river Just like a long lost friend Roll on Mississippi You make me feel like a child again Roll on Mississippi On the line now, as with every week, Caleb Bungard is here. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Brendan. You got some picks ready for us? I've got several of them. All right. Well, let's get started with Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls like they want to get them some of that. It's a bearded lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Who's the first on your uh, on your big list? We are gonna go Big Ten style, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Wisconsin ten and a half point favorites, bet Wisconsin. Wisconsin, they have been good this year. Probably one of the bigger matchups in the uh, Big Ten at this point, with Michigan being a kind of a turd and everything. But uh, Michigan is a turd. Jim Harbaugh's khaki pants are turd. Turd. Jim Harbaugh once played Screech's cousin on Saved by the Bell. All right, so we've got Michigan State as heads, Wisconsin as tails. The coin believes Michigan State. Okay, we're gonna move on on to another team in the Big Ten. Okay, uh, the coin is going to have to say heads over, tails under. It likes the over as well, so you're in agreement on the points. Well, that's an obvious one there. Yeah. Okay, we've got the USC and Notre Dame game, which used to be a big game until the USC decided they wanted to suck for the past 10 years. Yeah, and the entire Pac-12 did. West Coast football, it's out there, we don't care. Notre Dame, 10 and a half points favorite. I knew you did. I was just going to make a comment about how you're not a huge Notre Dame fan. Rudy was offside. No, I, I despise Notre Dame. 
despise everything Notre Dame, but I think they're a lot better than Southern California at this point, and it is in Indiana. So go ahead and take Notre Dame. The coin says Notre Dame is heads and tails is USC. The coin likes USC. Well, coin's stupid. Pocket change trash talk. You should always bet on the Catholics. They'll work their way out of any situation. <laughs> they seem to. This is a Kansas coin. Maybe it's uh, closer to Notre Dame geographically than USC. I don't know what why it prefers. Kansas, Kansas thinks of itself as Western, so I see why they're going there. Sure. There you go. So, okay, and then, you know, this is one of those games that you really love when I put out there. We've got Cincinnati playing Houston. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you know a lot about both these schools about they're playing football this year. Right. Everybody keeps track of Cincy and Houston. Cincy, uh, seven, seven and a half point favorite. We're going to go with the, another favorite this week and take Cincinnati. Yeah, they've had a few like strange big wins, haven't they, Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati's always sneaky good. Yeah. You know, in the conference they play in. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think they're on a roll. All right. Bearcats, heads. Uh, Houston will be tails. And the coin's afraid to go against you on such an obscure game. It's also going Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, when you throw a game out like that, I've got to know something, don't I? <laughs> more than an inanimate coin, maybe. Yeah, just a touch more. Weird flex, Caleb, but okay. And uh, I, threw a, I threw a big, uh, big, huge SEC game in this week, too. That uh, Arkansas-Kentucky <laughs> Couldn't even spit that out with a straight face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Six and a half for Kentucky, uh, giving up six and a half to Arkansas. The coin says uh, Kentucky's heads, Arkansas tails. And it is going to agree with you on this pick as well. It likes Kentucky over Arkansas, as do I. I think that's a that's a money bet. I think that one is too. If I had to, you know, put points on high to low on confidence, that's probably the most confidence I have in a bet this week is Kentucky covering that six and a half. It's still your lock of the week. Lock of the week. It's still my lock of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. That is the last pick. Well, I've got to throw one at you here, Caleb, because uh, close to home, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are playing well. They clinched the division. We're recording this Thursday. They did it last night. The game one will be against the Washington Nationals. I'd like you to pick an over-under on the uh, game one. It could be Scherzer versus, I don't know, uh, Wainwright or something like that. Yeah, over under Scherzer Wainwright game one postseason six and a half. Six and a half. I think that's yeah, that, and that might be one. If they're both on, I mean, the, the under is good money. But uh, all right, you're gonna lay the line at six and a half on. Uh, if you can get a seven, take the under. If you get a six, take the over. Essentially. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what it's gonna kind of gonna go at. Postseason runs are hard to come by unless uh, you're in Atlanta on a. Uh, yeah, around 4 p.m. And, yeah, to be fair, like, I have not at, um, given Caleb the line on the over-under on what that game will be, so I didn't even give him the opportunity to pick. But he's going to say six and a half. So that way, if you can see the line, you know where to place your bets. I'm going to say the coin is going to take your line at six and a half, heads over, tails under. 
and the coin says take the over on that six and a half. Yeah, well, you know, I'd like to see a bunch of runs on one side of that thing, but uh, I can be a fun series. Washington hasn't won anything yet, ever. Right. So, and the Cardinals know, have owned them. Yeah, you know, we've taken their hearts from them, so. Don't throw stones talking about people's hearts, Caleb. It should be a fun series, and we'll see what the birds can do. And we'll see you again, Caleb, after the Ole Miss homecoming game this weekend. Thanks for joining us once again for Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Well, there you have it. I'm a little bit encouraged in listening to that. They like the new freshman kid, but uh, they don't know that he's the answer. Well, certainly I think given the circumstance where he came in, it would be easy for him to get him a win. You know, somebody like that comes off the bench and you're not prepared for it. I mean, what do you, I mean, that, you really get caught with your pants down. Mizzou, on the other hand, is now knows what they're getting themselves into. They've got a guy who is really, 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 really fast. And so, you know, they've had some time to think about that. Yeah, it's sad for them that they had to break out their surprise fast quarterback against Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The shock value kind of wears off when you're against Alabama. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping for a big win. It's a 6 p.m. night game. It's the first time we've had a good big homecoming night game in a while, which means we don't have to have a you know a parade at five in the morning. That's good. That's good. <laughs> the uh, the Google. Cougar Dolls don't have to play a 9 a.m. start. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Whatever song with 90 band is coming this year. Yeah, I don't even know if we're doing that. They did that one year where they had a bunch of bands, and I didn't hear. I heard zero buzz about it. It Gin was Blossoms? was it the Gin Blossoms. Yeah, it was the. It was either the Gin <laughs> Gin Blossoms, Goo Goo Dolls, something during the Friends era. Yeah, you know, I hope because we're making 90s references for it, and you're playing the uh, Saved by the Bell theme song. Yeah, over the, the top of this because, as we know. Since we'd love to make uh, dated references, the Saved by the Bell theme song will now be the big indicator for our younger fans that that is happening. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, circling back to Caleb and Greek segment, you know, the, the voice from God who always seems to pipe in whenever Caleb's making his picks mentioned that yeah. Jim Harbaugh, coach of the Michigan Wolverines, was once on Saved by the Bell as Screech's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why people listen to this show, for that kind of information. I know it. I mean, between the uh, references to the show Coach yes. and uh, Saved by the Bell and the Gin Blossoms, I mean, we're really hip with the kids. <laughs> that's right. We're woke. <laughs> well, uh, do you think they're going to win this weekend, Colin, the Tigers? I do. And that's fine analysis. <laughs> well, I, I think they're going to win. I, Kelly Bryant is going to be on the field in an e-brace, but he's still Kelly Bryant. Theoretically, though, Kale Garrett is an enormous loss. The defense on the whole has been playing very well. I just, there's, it's at home, I don't feel like there's a lot of reasons to, to bet against Missouri. I'll never guarantee a victory, but, you know, I feel like smart money is on Missouri. 
I agree. I'm hoping to hoping to see a win. Although you know my home life will be won't be as good if if the Tigers do pull off the victory. Yep. But th- but that's for me to worry about and not you. That's right. <laughs> you just got your 15 kids to raise. That's all your wife cares about. That's right. Yeah, I'm telling you what, she could do deep knee bends over a fire hydrant. Too many kids. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot of personal information, but it's a good place to sign off, I think. And so, all right. <laughs> so with that note, uh, M-I-Z. you. I was always a more popular cousin. He was always busy with his football. Screech, I don't want to meet your cousin. I'm never playing football again. Thanks anyway. Whoa! That's Jim Harbaugh! What is he doing at the Max? Duh, he's having lunch with me. Quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts is your cousin? Too bad you don't want to meet him. Screech, is that you? I didn't recognize you under all those muscles. I have been working out. You should try it, skinny. (laughs) Hey, Jim, this is my friend Eric. So you're the guy who did his touchdown dance on the two-yard line. Man, word gets around fast. (laughs) Yeah, Screech told me about it. Sounds like you were thinking more about yourself than you were the team. I guess I was. I was trying to be a hero. You know, people think I'm a hero because I can throw a football, but I wouldn't be anything without my teammates. When you start to think you're a big shot, that's when you usually get in trouble. Yeah, I messed up on the field and I let my friends down. And now they're going to get an F on a project because of me. That's too bad. I wish I could help. Would you? We're talking about heroes in my communications class at 2 o'clock. Is there any way you can come speak? Well, maybe I can make it. That'd be great, Jim. You can always count on my cuz. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I hope I'm not too late. <laughs> Jim, you made it. Everyone's probably just a little bit confused because we look so much alike. But this is my cousin, the real Jim Harbaugh. Thanks for clearing that up, Screech. I'm here because my friend Eric has learned the hard way that being famous does not make you a hero. Being a hero isn't about what you do out there on the field. It's about who you are in here. It's about helping your friends, your school, and your community. What a great definition of heroism. You all get an A. Before you leave, would you autograph my pencil sharpener? Great idea. What? You saved our project, Eric. Maybe you're a hero after all. Thanks, guys. And thank you, Jim. No problem. Anything for a friend of my cuz. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. 
Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.